Do you know what really sucks? Is sitting down to edit your project and realizing that you have gaps in your coverage or shots missing? You need to have a really good, specific, and detailed shot list. Head over to filmmakersecrets.com slash shot list, S-H-O-T-L-I-S-T, to get a killer shot list template along with some training where I show you step-by-step exactly how to use it. I jumped into this. I didn't really know what I was doing, but I I got, you know, good people and I asked questions and I was never afraid to say, I don't know, but you have to just decide you're going to do it and not be afraid. Filmmakers have the power to evoke emotion, inspire thought and drive universal change in this world. Right now, a real seismic shift is happening in the film industry. This is your best chance to join a new filmmaking movement. You have been called to create an everlasting impact with your unmatched, deep desire to tell authentic stories. So how does a filmmaker thrive in an environment that is almost intentionally designed to bring you down? That is the question, and this podcast reveals the answer. What's happening, filmmakers? It's George VK. Welcome to Filmmakers Secrets Podcast, episode number 51. I am so excited to introduce my two guests Two guests this week, uh, Linda McQuaid and Phyllis Ramy. Um, so let's start with you, Phyllis. Go ahead and say what's up to our filmmakers and reveal the one filmmaker secret that you have been keeping from us. Uh, well, I think that my, for me personally, it's been don't be afraid. It's like I jumped into this. I didn't really know what I was doing, but I, I got, you know, good people and I asked questions and I was never afraid to say, I don't know. And I, but you have to just decide you're going to do it and not be afraid. That's great. Linda, what about you? I agree. Hey, what's up film world. I'm Linda McQuaid. Uh, Mm -hmm. I agree with Phyllis a lot. Uh, Don't be afraid to ask for help. I mean, we're complete rookies when we took on Artie and Paul, but we are able to find the best team. And honestly, I think the filmmaker's secret is find the team who has the same goal in mind. Uh, make sure that everyone wants to do this project, that they feel the same way about it, that they're as passionate as driven and be flexible too. We had to, man, COVID made things really hard on this project, but not impossible. Uh, like we had to, find new locations or we had to even find new people when somebody got the coronavirus. Uh, and we, we panicked a couple of times, but it's just, you got to keep moving forward and be flexible. Um, and the film community here is so supportive and so yeah. nice. Like, you know, sometimes I was just sheepish reaching out like, Hey, I'm a complete rookie. And I know you do a lot of film here. Um, but you'll be surprised about how much people want to help you. Even if they can't directly, offer their services on a project, they probably know somebody who can. It doesn't hurt to ask, right? <laughs> it never hurts to ask. Yeah. I used to be like, oh, no, 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 don't do it. They're, they're so high above me. But uh, the worst they can say is no. 
Exactly. So. I love how both of your secrets kind of coincide with each other. It, it, mm-hmm. it shows a working relationship already. So I, I'd love to get into the the project that the two of you shot over the pandemic. But before I do that, um, take me back, uh, Phyllis, to that moment where you had the spark to become an actor, to tell stories, to be within this kind of crazy filmmaking world that, that you know, this this crazy industry that we're in. What was that moment like? Tell me that. Tell us that story. Well, yeah, as as far as my acting career, um, I've been around for a while and I have done a lot of things in my life. And then I found myself in San Diego a few years ago and decided to take my first acting class. And since and and I was also lucky enough to get my first film role. And when I got to that film set and was on that film set, it was I felt like, oh, I'm home. This is where I belong. And ever since then, I'm just chasing that. I'm chasing that idea of I belong on a film set and I want to tell stories in this in this media medium. So um, that was that was the first spark. Um, That's amazing. Uh, yeah. Isn't it funny when you're on a film set and there's there is that sort of ethereal kind of feeling of like being, you know, belonging is one of the greatest needs of, of humanity and really wanting to be uh, part of a tribe. And when you're on a film set, I think all filmmakers universally feel this way is that you just, you feel like this is your family, but, you know, everybody's working towards a common goal. And that, that also ties into your filmmaker secret, Linda, with, you know, finding the right crew. What has been that spark for you in the past? You know, you and I attended college together and we worked on a couple of projects in the past. Uh, what was that moment that you, you made the decision you're going to be a filmmaker? Yeah, totally. I, you know, I'm like a lot of actors. You always say like, I was meant to do this. I knew at a really young age I wanted to act. Um, so, you know, I did theater uh, at UC Denver, even though I was not a theater major. Uh, I loved it so much, and I I enjoy being on stage, and I enjoy I enjoy telling stories, and being being able to just so I I I had this problem of like I can't really decide on a career or like a hobby, so I jump all over the place. And the cool thing about acting is, and I'll steal these words from my friend Ansel, who's an actor, and he was actually recently on an episode of Euphoria on HBO. Wow! But it gives you the ability to just trial all these things in life that you just don't have enough time in life to pursue. Um, you know, I've been a nun, I've been uh, a, a lover in Shakespeare. I've, I've auditioned for being a prostitute. And, you know, most recently I got to play a Greek goddess in Artie and Paul, our project. And the reason I wrote Artie and Paul was I was, you know, I'm, t- I'm taking an acting workshop and they brought an agent in and they signed pretty much like everybody at my workshop except for me. I was complaining about it to my coach. And he <laughs> said, but what are you doing for your acting career? Like, why aren't you making your own work? Why are you waiting for somebody else? And I said, he's right. I'm not the kind who likes to just sit around and wait for somebody else to make my life for me. And I'd always had this vision in my head of these Greek gods trying to fit in the real world and go to high school and it fit in. And so I, I wrote the project in 2016. And, it, it, you know, what is it like six, six years later or so it has seen the light of day. So let's get into it. Yeah. What was that? Uh, what was that launching point? Like, you know, uh, how did the two of you connect? Give me a little bit of a backstory for this project. 
Uh, well, I mean, I can say I, you know, Linda, obviously she wrote it and there was a lot of stuff that happened before I came on. I came onto this project. I auditioned for a part. That was it. I just, I, I was auditioning for a part and, and I booked it. And I was like really excited and, and I really liked the idea of it. And, you know, Linda, um, you know, presented herself as, the, you know, the creator. She wrote it as well as starring in it. And I was like, this is awesome. I like this person. I think this is going to be a great project. I was really excited at that level. And then I had also been looking for a project to back financially. I was looking for something that I could put invest in and you know create something because um you know I had I had the funds available and so I so I reached out to um to Linda um and I said you know I I'm interested in funding this and we took it from there you know I, there was a, there was a lot of missteps along the way that was what like a year and a half ago or something that was like fall of the previous year fall of 2020 I yeah, think. we we took a stab at pre-production in fall of 2020. Wow. Um, and it things just fell apart real <laughs> fast and we had to regroup. Um like they do. <laughs> like yeah, they just it just was it it blew up in our face. And you know, I I was sure that the project was over. I'm like, you know, you know, I gave it I gave it my best shot. But I contacted Phyllis and she's like, I want to move forward. And I was like, man, like Phyllis is like my guardian angel. Like she's <laughs> just, she's the reason this project moved forward is that she is so tenacious and wanted to get it done. And that's, that's the best way to describe it. It was like, we're getting it done. Like no matter cut, what, cut the crap, we're getting it done. And so we took up pre-production again in 2021. Yeah, found like the, the most spring, amazing director. I think it was the spring of 2021. Yeah. We started. Yeah. We started up again. Yeah, we, um, we revamped it. We changed the name. We changed a few things around. So it was nominally sort of a new project, but very much based on the previous project. Yeah, yeah. That's got, great. Got an amazing crew. Um, and then we, yeah, we're like pre-production took a while. Um, I'd say locations were were tough, but we managed to we managed to find locations and i think our timing happened to be just right and that we're sort of in that sweet spot between variants of coronavirus where things loosen up just slightly um and we started filming in august of 2021 so that's it's it's been a journey um that's fantastic. Well, that, that, that leads uh, that leads uh, really well into my next question about the sort of you know the biggest roadblocks that you've had. And, and before we get into that, I'm going to quickly admit Rob oh. into this call so that we can get a perspective from the director. Um, but you know the the biggest thing with I think leading up to your first. Um, your first shoot day is all of that preparation and all that anticipation that you have. How's it going, Rob? Welcome to the <gasps> call. <laughs> hey. hey. George. You got a haircut. I did. It's been yeah. so long since I've seen you guys. I know. It, it looks great. You look fantastic. How are you, Rob? I'm doing well. It's um the new year is starting off very busy, which I'm very appreciative of. How are you doing, George? 
Fantastic. Thank you. Thanks for joining us. Phyllis, what what was the biggest challenge that you, you know, that, that you faced with there's always something that's going wrong, obviously with the film set, with pre-production, things fall through. What was the biggest roadblock that you had and, and how did you overcome it? <laughs> By saying what email? No. <laughs> so uh, on our first shoot, we had gone through this whole process. It was very, very difficult to find the right location for our first shoot. It was a very specific kind of thing. We had a lot of people and we just needed it to look a certain way. And we found what we needed up in Boulder um, at the Sunrise Amphitheater, which is a gorgeous, you know, it's just this gorgeous gorgeous place. And we had to go through so many hoops and things to get it set up through the city of Boulder and getting permissions and getting permits and all of this kind of stuff. And we wanted to do everything very, very by the book. 20 minutes into our our reserved time at the location, there was an email that said, sorry, you can't shoot there. And, you know, my first reaction was like, oh, my God, shut it down. Ah!" And then, you know, Rob was like terrific. He's like, he basically was like, let's just. What email? (laughs) I didn't check my email. And we shot basically pretty much all night. Um, and then, you know, and then we left and, you know, what's done is done. Ask for forgiveness, not permission, right? Exactly. (laughs) It's, uh, and you know, like knowing that we kind of thought about like, what are the most important things that we need to shoot first? So like, let's say they came halfway through and kicked us out. It's like, well, we don't have all the coverage, but we have enough coverage to at least build out the scene, you know? So we got was, what we needed. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It was so stressful. I mean, we were all, it was already cold. Like we're all doing an overnight shoot, but the entire time we're like looking around the trees, like, are they coming to get us? Are they coming to get us? <laughs> and nobody and came. Did. Do you nobody feel it had in? an effect on sort of the overall vibe or, or the final product with, you know, going through that process in a completely different mindset where you're not sure if you're actually, you know, if the next moment, you know, during the next take, you're going to get kicked out. Do you think that had an effect on, on the final product in the end? I don't, I mean, I don't think so. I we think, didn't tell the actors. Yeah, we didn't. Okay. <laughs> we tried to keep it like, like guys, let's, let's just keep it between us. Like nobody has to know. Mm-hmm. I basically blotted out that piece of my mind that had seen the email. I was like, what email? <laughs> Let's continue on. And like Rob said, you know, he was aware. So he knew as the director, these are the shots we need to get to make sure that we have enough in the off chance that somebody actually comes up here in the middle of the night to kick us out. That's fantastic. So we're going to work towards wrapping up here. Uh, This would be a fantastic conversation for hours and hours. I think I would love to get the all three of you, maybe, uh, you know, maybe some of the cast, some of the crew uh, back on the Filmmaker Secrets podcast. But where can our filmmakers go to check out anything about what it is that you uh, are working on? Or maybe there's some preliminary uh, sneak peeks or or anything that you would like to share with the filmmakers so that they can uh, get familiar with your work. I want to hear Rob's Filmmaker Secret. I'm still waiting on it, too. (laughs) (laughs) 
Uh, okay. Um, do you want me to answer that now or should we talk about it? Go, uh, go ahead. Yeah, Rob, right. you're, you're on. <laughs> um, so yeah, I think the biggest thing was uh, just finding, just trying to create a sense of consistency in it because, you know, it's, it's a pilot for a show. So even though it's essentially going to be 25 minutes, we shot it over the course of, I think, three months. Just with like a shoot date here and then a few weeks later. Yeah, four months. So, you know, we jump back to some locations. Um, And so it was just like, I I really had to figure out a way to kind of visually and just like conceptually keep it consistent in my head. And that I don't know what the secret would distill down to, but I think it's just like constantly reading the script and knowing what is happening beforehand and after because like, you know, when I'm doing a scene, it's like I, I want to make sure I know what happened in the previous scene and what's going to happen afterwards, even if it what we shot was, you know, two months ago. Um, that way, because, you know, on set, it's easy for people to be like, you know, how does this all fit together or like what's happening next? I don't get it. And it's like, if I can just answer that immediately and quickly, then it kind of dissipates any confusion. That goes into the teamwork that, like, again, this is the dream team, man. I like, I love. <laughs> Phyllis and Rob and the amazing people we brought brought on board, like Brad Cousy and Jessica Ham, just amazing people. But because it was a a pretty small crew, like we really had to have each other's backs, like with continuity, uh, with with continuity, basically. Like, <laughs> hey man, that was not in the last shot. Like, okay, cool, I got you. Mm-hmm. Um, so that helps too, which is all of us understanding the story and the script and how it's supposed to look. I think was really important too. Mm-hmm. Sorry, sorry to interrupt. No, you're good. I, I, all these insights are fantastic. I'm, I think, you know, any listener, no matter what level you're at, it, there's always going to be some sort of nugget that you take away. And it's about being hyper aware and just truly, you know, falling in love with your story every day. It's not about loving the story. It's about falling in love with it, continuing to fall in love with it every single day, because it's going to be difficult. <laughs> there's going to be... Yeah all kinds of things that go wrong. It's just inevitable, but it, it's up to the filmmaker to really find those solutions and fast uh, because you don't have time to dilly dally. Yeah. Um, that's amazing and fantastic and all around um, just intriguing. And I, I want to know more. I want to hear more. So is there anywhere that, that we can check out um, any sort of links that I can include in the show notes? Well, right now we're in post-production, and so we don't actually have anything um, up and available yet. But um, IMDb? What? IMDb? Is that up? I mean, we have our IMDb page up, so you can always, you know, check that out to see who was involved in the project. And, um, you know, just have us back on in a few months, and we'll have something for you. Perfect. I'm going to set the calendar right now. the, I mean, again, just working, like not being afraid to say no. We got Misha Collins from Supernatural to do a cameo. Oh, wow. Yeah. On this project, which was, it was all Phyllis. Again, it's just being brave. And yeah. Sorry, That's just kind of throw that back there. Good right. I have my <laughs> final question for you. And this one's a doozy. Rob is familiar. Uh, what is your deserted island movie? So if you can only watch one film for the rest of your life, what would it be? Linda, you're up. Hot Shots. I don't know if you guys know that movie. Hot Shots. It's a, nice. It's a Top Gun spoof. Uh, can it be? Can it be a series? I I can't do a movie. I could do a series. I'll give it. I'll give you a series. Yeah. Sensate. Okay. Not supernatural. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> I'm shocked. 
fantastic. I should have done Supernatural. They have 327 episodes. That would, <laughs> that would be ideal. <laughs> Never get bored. Yeah. Rob, has yours changed since the last time? Uh, so I'm sure last time I said The Lord of the Rings, and I count that as one movie, even though it's three. I know that's a controversial opinion, but uh, can I give you another one? Please. Uh, if if I got two movies, it, my second one would be Amadeus, which is such a, a perfect, amazing movie. So. Good choice. Yeah, right on. Okay, fantastic. Well, thanks to all three of you for being on the Filmmaker Secrets podcast. I'll make sure to have the IMDb page in the show notes. So filmmakers, please go ahead and check it out. I appreciate your time and your insights. This has been a fantastic talk. Awesome. Yeah. Thanks, George. Thank thanks, so George. Good to see you again. Bye, Phyllis. Bye, Rob. If you like that, then you are going to love my Cine Racing Challenge. This is a seven-day filmmaking competition where your mission, should you choose to accept it, is to write, shoot, and edit a short 60-second film in just seven days for your one chance to win with over $10,000 in prizes. So head over to CineRacing.com. That's C-I-N-E-R-A-C-I-N-G.com to get registered spots are filling up fast and the timer is ticking before the next Cine Racing Challenge launches so be sure to head over to CineRacing.com right now to get registered. I'll see you over there.